0: up everybody and welcome to the passionate dj podcast i'm your host david michael and this is our annual New Year's special. Now this year we decided to combine our holiday show with our New Year's show. Usually we do a holiday record exchange, but all things considered with what's going on this year, we didn't think it was a great idea to go out, go record shopping, then all get back into the room and pass things around. Uh, So we just decided to keep it simple and combine it into this episode for New Year's. And today's music is going to be provided by our very own Trip Turlington. I highly recommend that you watch the YouTube version of this show if you're listening on your phone because we put a lot of clips in and editing and stuff like that. Though it does work perfectly fine as the audio only version. Now Trip is playing on a pair of Denons today. One of them is the SC5000 and one is the SC6000. So he gives uh, his impressions and uh, compares the two a little bit as we play. He plays a couple different segments with a few different styles of music represented and uh you know we talk about the year in review the episodes that we published this year and uh, other stuff that we did unfortunately mo dingo couldn't join us in studio but he does appear in the middle for a new segment that we drop in so stay tuned for that but all in all we just wanted to wish you a happy new year and uh, we're really excited for what passionate dj has to bring in the coming year so thank you so much for listening to this episode and now on to trip turlington with some great tunes Welcome back to the Passionate DJ Podcast. Today, behind the decks, we have the one, the only, the very talented, Mr. Trip Turlington.
1: Hi! So
0: we're getting started with some drum and bassy type business. Uh, how? I don't want to be uh, misnaming the genre. Is liquid close enough or neuro or what's the...
1: No, definitely not neuro. It's. Uh, I, I consider this like... Um, a little bit more into, like, the tech step, but definitely with some liquid vibes in there. Like, it's... It, I don't know. It, it, drum and bass, especially, is, like, kind of taking a, a couple of different turns over the years. So, like, so many different, like, styles have mishmashed together now that it's very hard to, like, draw some certain lines. Like...
2: I feel that about every genre of music.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, uh, I definitely started off like a little bit more minimal, techy, whatever, and then kind of built it up from there. So, yeah.
0: So are we having a drum and bass Christmas, or are you thinking you're going to mix it up, explore a little bit, or you you don't know what's going on? Not a clue. We'll that's see what's awesome. on the hard drive. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're having a little bit of an experiment while we're doing our holiday show today, which is to. uh, We brought one of your Denon players over. That's true. uh, But we also have an SC6000. Uh, as compared to the 5,000 that you brought. We have on loan from the DJ Hookup currently, and so we said, hey, it would be kind of fun to just throw one of each player on there and then kind of give your thoughts as someone who's already really familiar with the 5,000s and see if there's anything different that you like or dislike about it and give your thoughts. So maybe uh, after the next time we... uh, Take a break. You can kind of let us know if there's anything that you're, you know, hiccups or anything that you're running into with, with it. But our
1: first impressions, good or bad so far? Uh, good, really good. Um, yeah. I would say the first couple of things off the top of my head is, I mean, it, it, you can't get past the screen. Like that is a massive screen on the six thousand. Um, and usually, I'm not one that buys into, you know, bigger screen means better. But like so. Uh, I think we've gone into like my library management style uh, in a previous episode, but the very short version is I use the comment section uh, with a series of very short codes. So um, when I sort by comment, then, you know, on the 5000, then I can see the first few. Uh, codes, whereas over here it's like, oh, there's there's all my stuff.
0: So a lot more information at a glance. Right, right,
1: and it's kind of got, but both, both of them have a marquee. So you know, if you if you push on one, then it scrolls the whole thing, so you can see whatever you need to see on the track info. But um, you know, going over here, it's it's really nice to be able to not have to. What's that one? What's that one? What's that one?
0: <laughs> so can you maybe quickly describe to the listeners how we have this all hooked up and connected as yeah. far as um, the channels and. And the, the Ethernet network and
1: stuff. Yeah, for sure. So um, so the SC6000, we've got set up on channel 1 and 2. The Ethernet going into the hub of an X1800 and, uh, and port 1. So that puts layer 1 on channel 1 and layer... B, or layer A on channel 1, layer B on uh, 2, and then conversely over here, the 5000 is on channels 3 and 4 with the Ethernet going into uh, port 3, and then that puts layer A on 3 and layer B on 4. So uh, we are doing
0: dual decks, 4 channels, or, or however you want to put it. Correct. Two, two players, 4 channels. Right.
1: I, I, for now, I was just uh, playing on the 2 channels, on 1 and 3, just to kind of get warmed up. But. Yeah. Um, uh and then i've set all of the colors um uh to the passionate dj blue and purple um or as close to it as i can get um and then i've got so uh, thoughtful (laughs) right and then i've got our logo uh uh here in the uh in the in the platters
3: What's up, Passionate DJ Nation? It is your dude, Dingo, and I am here to talk to you about some things that happened in the United States Congress this week that might impact you as a DJ or a streamer. Earlier this week in the United States Congress, a coronavirus relief package was approved by Congress estimated at over $3 trillion. However, there was language woven into that bill specifically addressing copyright and trademark infringement, more specifically as it applies to streaming. This is all championed by North Carolina Congressman Tom Tills. The language comes from the Copyright Alternative and Small Claims Enforcement Act, also known as the CASE Act of 2019. Part of the language that's grabbing a lot of attention is the intent to make it a felony to illegally stream copyrighted material. In an article from The Verge, sites identified were those such as NFL Byte, where they take copyrighted licensed games from the National Football League and put them on the internet, that would otherwise be blacked out in certain parts of the country. Currently, behaviors like this are only labeled as a misdemeanor, but with this new language from the Case Act, it would make it a felony and allow the FBI to go pursue action. A statement from the Office of Senator Till stated, the Protecting Lawful Streaming Act will apply only to commercial for-profit streaming piracy services. The law will not sweep in normal practices by online service providers, good faith business disputes, non-commercial activities, or in any way impact individuals who access pirated streams, unlawfully stream unauthorized copies of copyrighted works, individuals who might use pirated streaming services will not be affected." On December 16, Twitch held a town hall meeting and stated that they did not feel that these actions would impact their users. According to GeekWire, the Recording Industry Association of America, or RIAA, has submitted almost three times as many takedown notices this past year than they have in any previous year. That was evidenced this past October when Twitch summarily decided to delete hundreds of thousands of archived video from a lot of its users. One of Twitch's high-profile users, Mang, lost over four years of content for which he has no ways of recovering that data. After all those deletions, Twitch later sent out a mass email explaining the situation and apologizing for its action. Also in the case act, it establishes somewhat of a small claims court to where damages of up to $30,000 could be awarded to any complainant. So what does this mean to us, the DJ who likes to do the occasional online stream and not necessarily rebroadcast a UFC fight or you a football match. Although it says the intent is to go after those that are redistributing that copyrighted material, that doesn't necessarily mean at some point they could drill that down and come after everyday DJs like myself. Me personally, I don't really want to pay a $30,000 fine, so where does this leave us in the future? Not really sure, especially here in the United States. Copyright infringement happens in different mediums all over the world, but specifically in the United States. They're very attentive to it and will pursue action. In other parts of the world, DJs are required to have licenses in order to play copyrighted music. Could that be a possible solution in the United States? Who knows? But would I be willing to pay a small fee to protect my content from being taken down? I don't know, that depends on what the fee is and what the stipulations are. Keep in mind, this has only been approved. It hasn't been passed. I'd keep your eyes pills and go ahead and take a look at the document for yourself. Leave your thoughts in the comment section below and let us know how you feel this might impact all of us as passionate DJs. That's all I have for now. I'm mowing them out.
0: Uh, since you've been playing on hardware again, do you miss the laptop at not all? Do you at miss Serato? Do you not is there any? All. Nothing. No. No.
1: Not There's at no all.
0: part of it that you miss. No. Library um, management. None of that.
1: No, because once you get into these like really interactive and intuitive screens, I mean that's basically everything that the laptop was doing and if nothing else you know you're getting rid of you know this layer right here that you know for so many years was uh, a barrier between you and the audience and some of us got to a point where we were like putting you know putting it over here but like every two seconds you're going over here and doing this you know so it was like you know there was a trade-off you know when you're playing and you're in the mix then you've got that audience engagement but then you know if you need everything you know in a in a heads up display then you're putting something between you and the audience so.
0: Yeah. and on that six thousand man, it's about about the size of an iPad, anyway. So you're
1: yeah. I was going to ask. Uh, I don't remember the specs on that, but that's every bit of what seven inches. I th- I think it was nine point one or something. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> or eight eight
0: point something. I, I'm going to get called Jeremy. out in the comments. I, I made the video and then forgot,
1: so I'm going to get called out in the comments. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I I mean, it's uh it's definitely a solid unit. I uh, I mean. If I needed to upgrade or, like, if I needed to replace one of these, I would not hesitate in buying one of these. For sure. Nice, nice. All right, man. Well, you ready to play some more tunes? Sure. Awesome.
0: Well, let's get on with it, man. We uh, we love hearing what you do, and it's been, I think, since Fam Jam uh, that you played on the channel. So. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, and that back then we could like get a bunch of people in the room and almost throw a little party. <laughs> <and> <laughs> now we're all spread out and weird, but. it's <laughs> the way no, it goes. He didn't bring pickle chips either. <laughs> oh <laughs> right? yeah, chips. the pickle chips.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so it's. It's 2020, so I think I know the answer already, but uh, any big holiday plans, Trip Turlington? No.
1: No. no. Um, How how are you handling the holidays? I'm doing okay. Um, You know, I I, I don't think I'm going to, like, so my my older two girls um, are, they don't live with us, and one is away at college, so um, I don't think I'm going to be able to, like, Spend any significant time with them right now, um, but um, yeah. Uh, so so that's a real bummer. But yeah. um, you know, every, but we're all making do the best we can.
0: Um, it's it's pretty rough. We had pretty much. Uh, we being me and my wife, and you know, we'd pretty much decided we're just not going to really do anything as far as extended family right. or anything. And then, but as we were kind of deciding that, it was like, oh, both sides of my family have it going on, you know, somewhere in line so it's like all right the decision's pretty much well made for us at this point you know So we're keeping it tight but yeah
1: same um you know i had a whole side of my family that that all contracted um some of them were even hospitalized like it was yeah so it's all hit you know a little too close to home uh which is you know why uh you know at, at all of the you know precautions like we're 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 taking them a little more seriously. Um, then I think, uh, other people might, um, but we also have my wife's 92, you know, year old grandfather that, mm-hmm. you know, she takes care of, that her and her sister take care of on, on, uh, weekends and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we've just been doing our best to minimize yeah. all of that. And then, you know, with, with how it hit here in Ohio and all of this, I mean, I'm not going to get into any of the politics of all of that, but like, you. you know, my, <laughs> right. Exactly. I think we're all burned out on that, right. but, um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, like my, my job, you know, I've been working from home. Since August or September, something like that, or no, I was back at work in August and September. Went back home at the end of October or something. So like, I don't know. <laughs> like I've been work <laughs> What I do know is I've been working more than half the year from home. <laughs> gotcha. So today's Tuesday, right? <laughs> right. Is it? I I'm just starting to say that every day. To, like this Tuesday, I, had, right? <laughs> I had to do the same thing <laughs> a few times. Default. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh boy. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, we're making do. I think we're going to do some Zoom calls with some people, you know, uh, for the holidays, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Just to, you know, make sure that, like, you know, it's acknowledged. It's not like, oh, COVID, can't talk to anybody. Some to money too easily,
3: what did I expect?
4: What's up, everybody? As it is clear to see, one, two, three, I am your boy, Recalcitrant MC. Ha. Now, for real, what's up? Passionate DJ Podcast, man. 2020, the year in review. I can't even. Anyway, thank you so much for having me on in past shows. I look forward to everything that's to come in the future. So for me, 2020, like most people, was a bit chaotic, some ups, some downs, and a lot of sideways. So I spent the year getting my production chops up. We obviously couldn't do a lot of live performances. So while we did get in some live streams, a lot of people did. I juiced up this setup to make sure I could get a live stream I liked and then spent the rest of the time back there in the studio working on tracks that I hope are coming for you in 2021. Actually, I know they're coming. The question is, is whether we get them out independently or we take them straight up to the big leagues. So I hope everybody's doing great. I hope you took this year to advance yourself and your skill set and love of the craft. Once again, thanks so much, everybody. Recalcitrant MC, eh, a.k.a. FireCat451. And I'll leave you with uh, just a little touch of what I've been working on. So take care, everybody. Peace.
0: While Trip is smashing through some dark techno business, let's go ahead and talk about some of the Passionate DJ Podcast episodes that we released in 2020. Now, episode 192, we started out with The Lost Episode. This is on January 13th. It was recorded a year earlier than that, but we just never published it. And this was a freeform discussion about various topics such as Tony's adventures on the road. Of course, he had still been working the festival circuit at the time. Uh, Mo Dingo's experience with the then-new DDJ-1000. Our time at Dayton Podfest, which was uh, basically a live event that Mo and I spoke at. And much more. Episode 193 was about NAM 2020. This was a recap for DJs. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the NAMM show in person like I did in 2019, though looking back, maybe that was a good thing. This episode basically summarized the DJ-related hardware releases that happened during that month. So we talked about the Denon DJ SC6000 and SC6000M Prime, the X1850 Prime, the Prime 2 and Prime Go. So basically, it was a very heavy year for Denon. Uh, Pioneer DJM V10 Mixer, the Numark DJ2Go 2 Touch, the Rain 70 and the Akai MPC-1. Community Queries came in for episode 194. This is an episode where I scrolled through the past few months of posts on our Facebook community group, which you can get to at PassionateDJ.com slash community, and just basically did a Q&A session. We talked about stuff like creating flow in a mix, uh, giving thoughts on the Reloop Cut mixer, staying prepared to play on anything as a DJ, and much more. Episode 195 rethinking our home studios we did this one in february and all four of us passionate dj co-hosts had been sort of changing up our dj booths and our production desks at the time and so we just got together and talked about the various reasons that we made these modifications such as aesthetics convenience ergonomics efficiency stuff like that then in episode 196 titled new music new mountains This was the first time that Cody and Jared of the band Crystal Grid were on the show since they had moved across the country. So we took some time to catch up with the fellas and got some updates on their previous year. Uh, Really looking forward to catching up with these guys again because both of them have exciting projects going on springing forward episode 197 of course this came out in the spring and we talked about the latest news and happenings in the dj industry in the preceding months uh, starting with the COVID 19 which was uh we were just starting to come to terms with at the time uh, and the potential effect it was going to have on the festival scene we also did a large segment where we explored the new division of techno as defined by beatport uh, where they split it off into peak driving and hard versus raw deep and hypnotic episode 198 this is always one of my favorite bad dj gigs this was the third installment of our bad dj gigs episode we released this one in april and it featured several previous guests of the podcast and uh, we also took several submissions from our facebook community group now since the world was basically on lockdown we thought it was a good time to kind of maybe remember how it isn't always sunshine and rainbows to go out and gig (laughs) Episode 199 was titled Mighty Moe's Workout Playlist. And in this episode, Mo Dingo shared some of his favorite workout tracks and his reasons behind choosing them. Now, Mo is a fitness coach, a health nut, and so he was uniquely qualified to talk about this. He spent a lot of time DJing for people while they're literally working out, you know, doing CrossFit, lifting, or just generally getting sweaty. On May 4th, we had a huge milestone. We released episode 200. And uh, just like episode 100, we wanted to bring in lots of previous guests from the show. And so with the help of Tony, uh, we were able to, unfortunately, for obvious reasons, we couldn't get together in the room, but uh, we did put together a huge Zoom call and put together a show for uh, episode 200. We featured B-Funk, Fatty Lumpkin, Mr. Shifter, John Chapel, Kim L., BitFlip, Matt Freeman, Mike Donovan, FireCat451, and then we had a special drop-in guest, which was event producer and rave legend, Disco Donnie. We also announced our new Twitch channel, which you can find at twitch.tv slash passionate DJ. In episode 201, had a little fun with the title there, Immobile DJs. This one came out in May. We spoke to longtime fans and passionate DJ ambassadors, Sean, aka DJ Freeman, and Noel, AKA DJ Serato. Now we talked about mobile DJing or the current lack thereof. And basically, you know, we wanted to know how professional mobile DJs were coping with the pandemic and the stay at home orders. In June, we released "Keeping It Fresh, episode 202. We had Mark Nagel, also known as BitFlip, return from episode 200. Now he's been a supporter and proprietor of Midwest dance music culture for over 15 years. So we discussed event promotions, DJ hardware collaborations, uh, portableism, and much more. Now, in the middle of the year, we started to realize that lots of people were really taking on to live streaming. So in episode 203, we came out with basic live streaming advice for DJs. We brought on another longtime fan and passionate DJ ambassador, DJ Brains, also known as Leo. And Leo joined us to discuss how to make sure our streams look great, sound great, and keep a stable connection. Episode 204 was Black AM Takes the Lead. Now We talked to Vegas-based DJ producer Black AM, and in addition to sharing some of his original productions, we talked about his journey through music, including his former role as lead guitarist for Machine Gun Kelly, and touring with Nightmare. Great guest. We'd love to have him back in the actual studio as soon as we can do that. Episode 205 was a huge, huge undertaking. This came out in July, and this was an audio-video companion to my popular guide, How to Become a DJ. And you can find that at passionatedj.com slash howtodj. And this basically covers a nine-step process to assist in your journey of learning how to DJ. Now, since its original form in 2013, this guide has helped thousands of beginner DJs to get their start. Gently Down the Stream, episode 206. This was sort of an industry update episode. We looked at the latest happenings in the digital DJing space and talked about our personal struggles with the idea of DJing using streaming music services in a live environment. In episode 207, we were joined by Fatty Lumpkin in the episode called Shacked Up. Now, we call him Dave Chappelle's resident DJ because he plays regular private gigs for the comic legend. He's a highly skilled turntablist, a hip-hop aficionado, and just an all-around nice guy. Episode 208 was kind of a big deal. We had Xander live in studio. This came out in August, and this was kind of our first time trying out this new live mix plus interview format, uh, such as the episode that you're listening to right now. Now Columbus-based DJ producer Xander came in and played all original tunes for us, which was really great. And we talked about his approach to dance music, which is very accessible, but also has a lot of underground influence. Episode 209, a very popular episode, hands-on with the pioneer CDJ 3000. Now the show, me, Tony, Tripp, and Mo spent about an hour playing with the brand new players and just gave our first impressions. In episode 210, drive-in concerts, a little slice of normalcy. Now, Tony DeSero told us all about the recent drive-in concert phenomenon that sprung up during an otherwise dismal year for live events. So we talked about these sort of socially distant music experiences from Tony's perspective while working with Prime Social Group. And then episode 211, Lights, Camera, Access. Now, this was the return of DJ Access, who joined us in studio for an interview and live performance. We talked about the new Machine Plus that had just come out, uh, the cdj 3000 djing in the COVID era streaming services and much more and then the episode that we just released on christmas eve 10 years ago 2010 so episode 212 we talked about 2010 we talked about the pop culture and the music what was popular in the world of DJing, the films that were released that year, some notable events, the people we lost, and so on. Now this was our fourth annual 10 years ago episode. The first two were when we were still audio only. Now in addition to all of these great episodes, we also released a lot of great YouTube content, including unboxings, first looks, hardware reviews, uh, some killer scratch sessions with Fatty Lumpkin, DJ Access, and of course our boy Tony. We did a few live streams on Twitch, including a great Deep House session with Mike Donovan and the reunion show for the Asylum Nightclub. Now, admittedly, in 2020, the podcast became a little loosey-goosey on timelines and release dates, but... I must say, the production value's increased, we put lots more focus on video, we put lots more focus on actual music and DJing, and we are really happy with the new direction and uh, the new things that we're doing with the show and experimenting with these formats. And we'll be releasing lots more episodes just like this one, or the ones with DJ Access or Xander. You know, your live performance with interviews and segments played throughout, and cool stuff to look at if you're watching the YouTube version. Now, it won't be every show, but we're really enjoying experimenting with it and, you know, bringing you some actual performances. But we want to know what you think, so be sure to comment it up and give us your thoughts. segment, would if you were playing at a venue, would that be like a digital psychosis situation or a trick turlington? It could be either one. That Um, bridges the gap?
1: Yeah, uh, that one would probably be more... I would probably be more apt to put that under the digital psychosis label. Okay, um, Just because of how much it kind of flows back in that way. When I first uh, started going by my name, um, that was like... the The defining break there was I was playing break beats drum and bass glitch hop and a little bit of dubstep you know so some some of the all of that broken beat stuff was trip turlington and everything else was uh digital psychosis but um yeah i mean it was it was it was okay like uh, but like over time you know the the lines blurred and then i was just like eh you know i'll just do everything under trip turlington because it was too much to try to maintain two different things but then i'm came back around and I was like well maybe if I brand them both and then I put all the effort into it and then I was like yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> so I have and flow between the two at one point I have a, I have like a whole folder of like you know six to eight different pseudonym <laughs> right? uh you know monikers and stuff like that with like different ideas for those projects and all of that stuff and you know start to execute at like at one point um I was going by uh, Geronimo Jackson, uh, but instead of CKS and Jackson, it was three X's, and uh, the concept behind that one was all Booty House and Ghetto Tech. (laughs) (laughs) The triple X. (laughs) Clever. Hey,
5: what's going on, everybody? This is DJ B-Funk, wishing passionate DJ a happy new year uh you guys asked me to come out and give a shout out to the show um still supporting, still loving it yeah you know what i've been up to uh, not a whole lot not djing outside the house uh move my stuff indoors you know did about four weddings this year we we'll normally do about 25 uh which is just crazy but you know it's COVID. so uh but yeah this is this is my twitch channel you know i uh twitch.tv papa b funk uh, I do a show called The Nostalgia Machine every Sunday at 2 o'clock where I dive into music that owned me from 1990 to 2010 and it's awesome. You know, I, um, you know, is there something different about streaming online, you know, piece of advice for everybody who's thinking about it or worried about it, just do it. Uh, it's going to be hard. Your first streams are going to be really bad, but then you're going to figure it out and then you're going to get some energy from it that you can't get on the dance floor. I guess my, my piece of advice is, you know, online streaming is different than in person and you, you get different things so uh you get things that you can't get from the dance floor you know i can play a ronnie size track and then an orbital track and a prodigy song from 1992 and there's no dance floor to clear it's for me and if people show up they can show up and i'll also let people know there's some money in it so anyway uh love the show keep supporting the stuff and i hope to see you guys somewhere on a dance floor in person in 2021 peace
0: Yo, so, I you started that out like I'm like oh okay he's going to like like dark techno tech house and then all of a sudden it was like oh eh. nope Prague Prague <laughs> is sneaking in a little bit little bit hints of trance but not, like, don't call it that but it's in there you know like all the what I'm saying is I really was into all the the pretty melodies and the the pads and all the gated synths and all that stuff that you were playing in the midst of all that techno at Right up, probably your alley too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love that. Love that shit. The
1: the, the cool stuff about uh, the cool thing about that stuff is that like it, it's so easy to play with the layers, you know. Yeah. And like, it, it, I mean, Tony, you and I have been around for a long time, and we've seen you know many uh, techno TJ come in and out of our scene, and I think it's the the ones that like try a little bit harder to um uh to make it unique mm-hmm. instead of just playing. Uh, you know, the one, you know, one track after another, after another, after another. Right. I, I tend to play out tracks a little bit more mm. um, than a lot of other techno DJs, but like at the same time, I've got all four decks going. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there's probably, you know, any number of effects that I are feel going. like
2: all those styles too are pretty relatable within the mix. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Prague and techno and tech, especially the way techno is where it started when we you know early days to where it is now because right. now it's got a good progressive feel to, not all of it but you know right
0: DJ. I mean, as far as the track selection of that kind of stuff goes, like what kind of stuff do you look for? What, tell me about the feels of this kind of music.
1: I like stuff that, uh, for lack of a better term, has some balance to it. Like I like, when I, when I listen to a track, I'm not thinking about just that track. I'm thinking what other things can I layer on top of it? What other things can I bring into it? Mm. Uh, what can I mix in and out? Where would it sit in a mix? um and um you know so i tend to go for a bunch of different stuff so like i really like the dark and brooding stuff you know really right. deep heavy thick basslines um and a lot of like uh you know really techy you know elements going on um but at the same time uh i do like you know anything that like has a hint of that like airy like for lack of a better term like like you said it, it's It's almost like reminiscent or, you know, what's left out of the evolution of trance. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, evolution has all of these different branches, right? And, you know, so this one, you know, happened to go this way and it just held on to that little piece of tail, right? (laughs) (laughs) The stuff that you're playing, while it
0: sounds modern and fresh in like a dance uh, techno kind of sense, it also really harkens back to some of those kind of ravey sounds, right, you know, right. which is really awesome, and, and which it's basically rave music maybe slowed
1: down 10 BPM or something. You uh, know, right, exactly. Yeah. Like and. and You know 10 or 20 years ago 10 years ago 20 20 20 years ago 20 years ago (laughs) um you know i mean we were we were playing all that like real high speed energy trance stuff you know at 135 to 145 beats per minute depending on the label so um the 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 cool part about all that is that like you know that that's kind of my roots when it comes to djing was you know you know when i first started playing or when i first started going to parties and stuff like that you know at the time it was all like techno, house music, break beats and then drum and bass was like shoved off into a a coat closet in the back right? But um, over time, you know, once I started getting into DJing, that was like the rise of like the progressive epic key trance stuff Um, you know, so when I'm playing like modern day techno you know, or um, what I call it progressive like to me that's that's what that kind of s- sound is um, I think Beatport like shit the bed and like calls it what what do they call oh, it God. melodic uh, house or something uh, melodic yeah, they have so, melodic, melodic techno. techno or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, there's some yeah.
2: subgenres of techno now. right
1: right and I was just like it, no, you can't call it. it progressive house or progressive
0: trance you have to call it techno so then they put melodic in front of it and right then and, the and
1: then <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's what we called prog 20 years ago right. you know like
2: Melodic is, is, I feel like, the perfect term because right. it's techno with melodic
1: elements.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely not wrong. It, right, right, but it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, it's I just kind of funny from a shopper's perspective yeah. who's been in this, you know, long enough to know, you know, what progressive is, or at least what we call progressive back then. I mean, that's
2: how we. I came into it as well as France yeah. and I'll always love, no matter how dark a set of mine will ever be, I'll still. Put tons of melodic elements yeah. in my sets. I mean, I just love good feeling, like pull on your heart, you know. Yeah, love absolutely.
1: It. Yeah, I it, even all the trance that I played, it was like I, I always picked stuff that was like reflective and and like major, like the, the really like, for lack of a better term, like emotional stuff. So like I just didn't play anything because it had a super soft synth in it. Like it yeah. like it had to have something. You know, that some some elements that would work in like some you know, like I said, some emotional, moody, brooding kind of thing, and then of course you know you have your your progression, and the, you know you take them on the ride. But yeah, very rarely did I just have anything that was like sunshine. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I think I, I think the closest thing was like on one of my demo CDs like 20 years ago. I had a DJ Mindex Colors, and it, it and the vocal was either a child or a female with a very childlike voice and she's and, and the kid is saying blue green yellow red blue green yellow red right and it just over and over and over very repetitive but then when you get to the breakdown talking about a rainbow bridge and like, <laughs> this other crazy, like then it's all very like pretty and like, I was like but
2: yeah, that's yeah, when both tabs hit you
1: at the <laughs> same time like, oh. <laughs> exactly
0: as it relates to kind of, I guess, trancey music or like dance music with that kind of melodic sound to it. Like, I it's kind of a shame because it's like it's hard to introduce people to that kind of music if they're not already into it these days. But one thing that I've noticed is at least in here in the States that 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 melodic stuff has slipped into hip hop you know oh yeah yeah um not only in like even like your harder beats and stuff but um your your post malone and and you know st john and and those type artists right so I think that all you have to do is take somebody who likes that kind of hip hop and edm and then play them something like that and suddenly they might get it right you know what i mean and the thing i like about music like this is because it's it creates an emotional connection without necessarily having the use of vocals right it's just melodies and harmonies and brain trickery through different tonal structures you know what i mean it's it's all just music and if
1: when you get it you get it you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah because like you know early on when i was first starting to discover all of this kind of music you know you get into like prodigy and moby and stuff like that but like a lot of that stuff wasn't necessarily like dj friendly you know not not in the you know pure rave underground sense of the term but um but then you had all of these remix artists that were taking those popular songs and then turning them into dance floor friendly stuff so you know it was it, it got to be really cool to like you know uh hanging out with some people who like this and then like oh i got a remix of that and then be able to like you know familiarize <laughs> them with suck that them in that. a little bit further a little bit further and bring them on in so the quintessential uh uh example of that right is uh, Sarah McLachlan silence and then there was like five maybe ten maybe two thousand remixes yeah (laughs) 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 but no matter what you know nobody will say that they've never heard the Tiestos in search of uh, sunrise remix uh, that one was the remake. The one. Yeah, I mean, I think more people know that one than they know the original. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah. So it that was a uh, uh, a really cool time. But and it and it is neat to see how like you know after twenty something years, you know the 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 waves and the the evolution of music and what genres borrow from other ones and stuff like that. I mean. Um, you know so yeah when I'm picking out music that's one of the things that I do look for is like you know I gotta have some of the dark and really heavy like really aggressive stuff uh, very drummy you know percussive stuff but then you gotta balance it out what else can I mix in to, to fill the whole thing out
0: How have you been staying sane as you've been mostly locked up, shacked up at home uh, throughout the year? Now that we've kind of come to the end of 2020,
1: I'm a latchkey '90s kid, so I was built for this. <laughs> I've got, you know, it, I mean, video. The only thing that's been driving me nuts is the PS5. You motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the
0: bots and yeah
1: between bots and like literally everybody in under the sun trying to get their hands on one so like you know that's the hot ticket item i i haven't had a play i didn't do any of the playstation 4 i had a playstation 3 and then when it fried out then i just said i'll just stick with the xbox and you know so rode that wave and then i got um an xbox one last year um and, uh, you know, so now all these new gen, you know, things are coming out. I'm like, well, you know, if we're going to be, you know, hold up, might as well grab well, one, and right? It's,
0: it's nice to see that both uh, both Microsoft and Sony are taking care to uh, putting some effort into backwards compatibility. Right. So, the oh, yes. existing library, instead of, you know, if the Xbox came out with, what, two games, it's right. like, all right, you'd be pissed if. That's kind of how the PS4 was when it first came out. It was right. like Battlefield 4 and like one or two other things. Yep. You know, whereas they, at least now you can like, okay, you can play all the way back to, right? Not every game, but you know, most especially if you have it on physical copy and
1: right. And I think that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to jump, um, jump on it was because of that backwards compatibility. So, um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just there was like a period of maybe two weeks where like I was following all the twitters and uh <laughs> like uh what else there was like um uh the uh, the uh, the auto refresh bots and all of that stuff so on on chrome so <laughs> like I had like everything all set up and like so every time something would go live or every time I would you know see the tweets and say okay here we go and no <laughs> like, with Sony uh, whenever you try to get to one direct from Sony, it was a queue. So, like, you, you try to get in, and then they put you into this queue, and then there's, like, a little status bar. And for everybody, it would say over an hour, and then you, you know, it would, it, like, I, I might have only seen it, you know, move a little bit. Um, but, you know, apparently it was supposed to be random, you know, randomized or whatever to give everybody a fair shake. But I was like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> Walmart, what I thought nobody could out fuck up this thing than Walmart. Walmart, I think was the one that was like what most susceptible to the bots or something like that. Like, because I mean, as soon as like that button came on, you hit add to cart and it says all sold out. Like, I mean, you didn't have a flying fuck chance of nothing. I'm
0: just not the one that
1: needs to have day one, so like <laughs> I think,
0: out of everything in this room, the Dreamcast is the only thing I pre-ordered, and that was in 1999. Really? So you know, I just I'll get it. Well, it, I'll right, fucking right. Get it. It'll, It'll be fine. And
1: I'm the same way. Like I, I don't, I don't think I've ever bought a video game system on launch. Never. Like, yeah. but, um, but so you know, I was like, okay, but that was like my my thought process. It was the decision that okay, well, you know, we're. We're not locked down, but, you know, we are social distancing. We're limiting our, 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 all of that stuff. So if we're going to be home more, it's an investment, right? Yeah. And uh, so then after the first few times, couldn't get it from Walmart, couldn't get it from here, couldn't get it from there. And I was like, oh, now this is a challenge, like and all of the all of these bots are buying them up and then throwing them on eBay and StockX for uh, like 1000 thousand to $1, fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, I am not paying that. You got me fucked up with somebody else. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. So then I'm like, okay, now it's a challenge. And I like this is a challenge I have to overcome. So then after the I think it was two weeks, and at the end of the second week, it was when Best Buy did another drop. And then Target did a drop, or and and Walmart did another drop, and it was like all of that within a couple of few days of each other. And Sony's doing intermittent drops in in between. So like, literally after every single thing, like every queue I got into every time like Best Buy like I said I thought Walmart was the one who screwed up the worst (laughs) Best Buy I never even saw the add to cart button it kept saying coming soon (laughs) and I'm watching the map the availability map that says you know you can pick this up in an hour at Beaver Creek well I can't because I can't add it to the cart and then it says uh, not available at Beaver Creek, but within 15 miles, within 50 miles, within 200 miles. And then it says out of stock. And I'm like, I never even saw a button to add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So after all of that, it was like after two weeks of trying, then I was like, you know what? I came to that, you know, I was, I was in the same boat. Like I, it, I don't care enough about having it on day one. Yeah. To really be stressing about this. So, and it was just one of those things where, you know, oh, I bet I could beat the system now. (laughs) And no, couldn't. So I said, all right, fuck it. I'll wait until, you know, February, March, April, whatever, whenever, you know, there's some on a shelf and I can walk in and go pick one up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like an adult human. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well i would pass the same question to you tony but i think i know the answer about what how you've been staying sane through 2020 and that's scratching scratching scr- 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 scratching
2: yeah but i wouldn't call that sane <laughs> i'm still going insane well, oh fair sure. enough yeah no um, but
0: man your your skills have leveled up it i mean tenfold this year i would say
2: you. yeah it's all uh, it's i mean that's really all i've been doing that in Warzone. <laughs> there back you back go. and forth back and forth um no. So, I
0: mean, what what have you been working on skill-wise lately? Because I know, like, even just the past, like, two times I've seen you, there's been a marked, marked difference in your scratching and, like, your level of comfort in um, a certain thing. Watching a lot of Beat Junkies
2: TV, um, they do a thing. It's called Homeroom. It's okay. on YouTube. It's free. Um, and they do their warm-up, you know, the first, like, three or four minutes of it. It's just typical, like... Releasing a sample or um, a simple chirp, you know Um, So I was just kind of following them the whole time they would do They would do like a bar you would do a bar. Yeah, do a bar you would copy the bar. same thing back and forth so I I started kind of doing that and getting back to the basic sounds of scratching and for the longest time I was always um, starting with the fader off and now I'm starting with the fader on and kind of going backwards with it. And that kind of developed into those those single, double, triple click flares, you know. And once I started to learn those, something started to click. Well, when we did the, uh, the day here with Fatty, when Fatty was here and him and I were scratching together, he was actually just over the other night. Um, and I told him it was something something really clicked because I'm really used to. To scratching to the fast beats and the miami style scratching but when he was here and we were doing the slower beats and the hip-hop beats it kind of it it, something clicked with like the march and the The stretch of the whole sample and using the whole Mm -hmm. sample and not just the tip of the sample You know using the whole sample and being comfortable with using it and clicking in between the
0: whole time that was I was hoping you would bring that up that was the main thing that I noticed the last time that I saw you scratch was that you were so you were so confident in where the needle was on the where in the sample the needle was mm-hmm. you know what I mean like your hand just kind of knew where to go whereas before I think it was like maybe tempting to to grab the chirp mm-hmm. the the start of the sample yes for that kind of Miami style you know yes and and now you're not you you could choose to do that, but now you're not doing that as your default. Now you're like travelling around that sample, which is really cool to see that something click like right. that, you know.
2: Yeah, and that all that that all kind of stemmed from the night I was here with Fatty. You know, and then when he came over the other night, I mean we, we I think he was there till three in the morning. I didn't say that Mike DeWine. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was over till like three o'clock in the morning. And did we, we, we scratched and, and, you know, went into a little bit of juggling and, and things like that. But it just the more I'm around people that have different patterns, I learn. And he's just like, dude, he's like, he, re, I re, he said, uh, you remind me of Paul, which is a guy that he started with. Because I can watch somebody do something mm. and start practicing it. Yeah, like mimic it. And then mimic it and learn it. You know, and that's what I was doing. Like I just Hell yeah man. Picked up different styles by watching people and that's what I did with Homeroom, by watching them and some like there's no way I can do like even a quarter of what those guys (laughs) do, you know, but some of the things and it just it's just starting to click a lot more instead of scratching now it's it's transforming, walking through the sample and you know, and I'm waiting for that
0: Tony Desero routine, right? Film. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like got a the,
2: long way to go, man. Baby steps <laughs> to Tony
0: Desero, Peter Piper, whatever <laughs> <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> nice. All right, homie, you want to play some more tunes to send us out? Yeah, you have, you have a few more minutes. Yeah, I could do that. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we'll you just play as long as you want, man. And then uh, when you're done, you're done. I think that's good.
1: Right on. Give yeah. us some yeah. good tunes, buddy. Yes, sir. What is up, passionate DJs, DJ Access from Columbus, Ohio, wishing everyone a Happy New Year. Uh, 2020 was interesting. I'm not going to say it was bad. I'm not going to say it was good. I did a lot of what you're seeing right here, flying an X-Wing around. Ever since this game came out, it's been kind of fun. Uh, Much like some of you, I've really taken to streaming, both music and games. Uh, I actually got to play a bunch of weddings this year, so that was really nice as well. Uh, but one of the highlights of the year was coming down to Dayton um, and you know cutting it up with Tony and talking to David I think they have an awesome new format I was just talking to B-Funk about that he reminded me to do this so uh, yeah I think you guys got an awesome format going with the music talking and then a little freestyle at the end but I'm excited for what's to come in 2021 for passionate DJs everywhere from DJ Access in Columbus Ohio happy new year
0: of things and how it affected, uh, you know, us as DJs and here at Passionate DJs is kind of like a bit disappointing because, you know, as, as you get older, it becomes harder to, like, you can't just like go gigging like five nights a week and shit like that, right? So like we really have started to find a way to like to be able to play and share our craft and the, the streaming and all that kind of technology is right now in a way that it wasn't even five years ago you know and there there are hiccups and struggles with that but you know by and large we have we have a way to do it yeah but it's it was a little frustrating cuz i know that like you you were starting to hit a bit of a stride cuz you bought you invested in all new gear and everything and you were like man i'm feeling like pumped to like start you know play out a few right. shows again right. you know and i hadn't really felt that good in a while yep and you know i think we all were kind of feeling some of that and then it was like whoa, just cut off and it was like
1: well Damn and, then, it. and then it's like you know what a weird time right to like to to have all of this happen and then the the thing that we all gravitate toward because we're all artists because we're all people we crave that connection we want to do we want to continue what it is that we do and then we find these digital means you know so streaming and all of that and then, you know, in the great words of James Taylor, you know, uh, I forget what movie it was, but fuck Facebook. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of
2: them are cutting your nuts when it yeah. comes to streaming. Yeah, I yeah.
0: mean, everybody. The technology is right, but the industry isn't. Yeah, You know, and we yeah. it's, it's just the never-ending struggle. It's yeah, the hurdle absolutely. Hurdle
1: after hurdle. Yep, because... You know, I mean, it's just you know one one takedown after another, and so then we all like flooded Zoom, you know, and did like these digital clubs, you know, uh, you know digital, uh, you know room, you know rooms and all that stuff. So I mean, that was pretty cool, but like, I don't know, it just got to a point where I was just like, you know, it, it felt like we were all fighting for the same space. You know, and not enough people were taking on the headache of you know putting together a whole bunch of those things because there's no money in it. You know, I mean, what yeah. are you gonna do? Charge people five bucks to sit there in their living room? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and then as soon as you start charging money, you even further complicate the problem, right? Exactly. <laughs> because exactly. Because people care more, and they start yeah. coming after you. So I mean, if people would you know reach out, I think I turned down, I did turn down the last two, the the two or three that came my way, but um and and now that people are are still are starting to get back out and then i've actually gotten a couple of those calls and i'm like i just don't feel comfortable with it yet i've seen enough firsthand and know enough people that it's affected in that way and i just i, I don't want no part of it and you know uh my whole thing only to get political for a second is that <laughs> i know i said i wouldn't but uh you know people say my freedoms and this and this and this right but like you know uh, a virus doesn't know you know, right. that doesn't know about borders. It doesn't care about freedom. It, it like it doesn't care. You know, so you know, for me and mine, it's not that we're scared, but it's it's you know we're taking the proper precautions. You know, and, until this thing blows over. So I mean, we'll we'll get through it. Um, you know, come the new year, you know, we'll we'll see how all the vaccine stuff you know works out, and and we'll we'll, we'll get there. I'm with you. I
2: haven't had anybody near me contract. Well. I've- you know a couple people can track it whatever not super close but i've known people and i'm still like people's also called me and said hey you want to throw an underground rager you want to blah blah, blah right blah. right as much as i want to like no not right now Right. So, you know, I, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I love it it's Damn a great it. idea and I, I really really want to do it but like, like
4: that we play.
1: the time is right you know then you know maybe re- because people will be itching to get out that w- there will be a there will come a time where you know building back up the underground scene I could totally some see right? something like that happening yeah, yeah. but you know doing it out of spite of everything else I'm uh, in just, no rush. You know, right because me personally I wouldn't want to be responsible for throwing an event that got, you know, however many people sick and even if one person dies. Like, I, I would not want to be any part right. of that. As
2: opposed to when we were 22, throwing trays in warehouses with 1,500 <laughs> <laughs> people, not giving a fuck. <laughs> 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 we're adults now, I care. Right, right. right. <laughs> no. Yeah. We yeah, still I mean, care then, but it's something that we didn't think about back then.
1: Right, right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Close here as Trip plays his last few minutes of tracks. I want to give a couple of quick thanks. Uh, Firstly, of course, to Trip Turlington, also known as Digital Psychosis. Thanks so much to him for sharing this incredible three-part set, uh, as well as sharing his thoughts with us today. I want to thank him for his contributions to the production value of this show over the years, and also for being a willing recipient of my vent sessions this year. I also want to thank Tony Desaro for his booking and scheduling. Uh, He was the one that really uh, got most of our guests in here and kind of did the whole herding cats thing to make sure that we could get the scheduling and the shows out. Uh, I also appreciate his ability to keep us on track and his patience with me when I dropped the ball a time or two earlier this year. I want to give a shout out to Mo Dingo, especially for his awesome standalone segments that he's been doing recently, uh, including the one that was in this show for the new segment. I really appreciate his go, go, go attitude, and uh, you know how Mo is. He's always pushing us to be better humans, so thank you for that. And Mo, I'm sorry you couldn't be in studio today. We'll catch back up with you in the next few weeks and record some great stuff. Of course, we're going to be taking some time off in January, as we do every year. We'll be using that time to record a bunch of great new podcast episodes and YouTube videos. So just a few reminders of where you can follow us. Of course, there's youtube.com slash passionate DJ for podcast episodes and other great DJ-related videos. Or you can use your favorite podcast app on your phone for listening on the go. We're continuing our quest for 10,000 followers on Instagram, so follow Passionate DJ. And then of course, there's the Passionate DJ community group on Facebook. The easiest way to get to that is passionatedj.com slash community, and that's where all the discussion happens. And then we'll go ahead and throw in a link for SoundCloud as well if you go to SoundCloud.com slash passionate DJ. We started putting music up there again. And if all goes well with the algorithms and such, we'll be putting these sets there without all the talking so that you can just listen to the music straight up. And with all that, thank you so much for listening to episode two thirteen of the Passionate DJ Podcast.
1: Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry New Year. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Um uh Diwali's Diwali. already passed, but <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure where that lands date was, but it's in there somewhere. Winter solstice. That's right. Happened. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes.
0: So. Good
2: vibes all around. Man.
1: Amen. Alright.
0: Love you guys. Love yes. you too. Keep on spinning.
3: One of Twitch's high-profile users, Pokimane, Pokimane, check, check, check. Unique New York, Unique New York. Check, check. One, two. I Look to be in focus. 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 I'm in focus. All right. And the Amazon man is about to die, or I'm sorry, the Amazon person, as my jackals. Um, are ever vigilant, we will wait for them to retrieve the carcass.